rise for the honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to uh, welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If you're a first-time listener of this podcast, this is a uh, Father's Rights podcast where we talk about parental alienation, father's rights, and um, what it's like to experience family court. Now, all through season two, we've been interviewing dads, and we're going to do the same thing um, today. We're going to hear from David, and I believe David is calling from Florida. So, uh, to follow up with our last interview, um, Lakewood, who was calling from Florida, David also will be calling from Florida. So, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, Without any further ado, I want to get right into it. But, again, uh, before we get started, if you know any dad who is suffering from parental alienation, copy this link. Uh, and send it to him. You can text it to him, send it to him on social media. If you know a mother who's alienating a child from a father, um, take this link and send it to her. If this podcast helps you, uh, try to remember it, and shit, play it back when it's finished. Let's get into it. All right, so today we're, uh, we have David on. David's calling from Florida. I'm really excited to hear what David has to say. I've never spoken to David ever. Um, our last interview, I had an actual personal friend of mine on, and I like to say each and every time we do one of these interviews, these, these fathers become a new friend to me, and I'm a friend to them. And whatever the case may be, I'm excited to hear this person's story because uh, I'm anxious to gain a new friend, um, a new a new comrade in the mission for uh, father's rights. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, David is 52. Um, as you all know, I'm 31. I'm really excited every time I get a chance to hear from somebody a little bit older than me. So I'm I'm happy to hear his stance and how he how he how he how he went about it. Uh, David, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. That's good to hear. Considering. <laughs> no, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Um, before we get started, I had a quick question. Um, did you sure. did you grow up with a father in your home? Uh, my parents never divorced, but my dad left at three. Okay, so you... Um, so but he was in my life. Okay. He was in my life. I mean, he was a weekend father. Uh, he was there financially. My mother would have never been able to support us. Um, I mean, but he was there financially for us. Um, I had a falling out with him. I worked for him, uh, later on in my life and, and right after the millennium, which was 2000, uh-huh. uh, we had a big falling out and I didn't talk to him until he died. And he died about, uh, I'm guessing about three years ago, maybe a little bit more. Dang. And yeah. It, it was, it was, you know, it was what it was. I, I had already, you know, before he died, I asked myself, um, was I going to be all right not being able to talk to him? And I was like, yeah, I, I made peace with myself, so I was good with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I hear that, man. Yeah. But no, I asked that because it's like, okay, that means you wanted a good relationship with your son. You know what I mean? And with your daughter when it was My that daughter. time. Yes. Well, no, you know, I yes. just, I, I was just saying in general, I asked dads this because that yes. means they want it with their son or daughter. You know what I mean? But I know yes. you have a daughter. Uh, did he have a, did he have the opportunity to meet your daughter? And was he, was he, was he? I think he saw pictures of her, but I don't think he ever 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. never matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I messed the timeline up. You no, said 2000. You said 2000. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm really close to my mom, and um, I have an older sister. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the fight, my dad dragged everybody into it, but me and my mom meet up, and uh, um, I know at the end my dad was proud of me. Um, I mean, going back a little in history, I was in the, uh, the I joined the military. Uh-huh. Well, thank you and, for the service. Uh, well, and no problem. Um, and at the end, well, for a, a, a little over five years now, I've been a corrections officer, and I knew he was uh, proud of me. Uh-huh. So, but like I said, neither of us tried making up. I mean, my dad's never said he was sorry for anything in his life to me, so. Uh, well, that was part, probably part of the fight. Yeah, no, nah, man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, like, you know, I'm glad that you get, you, uh, life gave you an opportunity to be a dad. You know what I mean? Because you're going to be a dad for a long time, all the way until your time's up here. And I know for a fact that man, you'll you'll look at you'll look at the later relationship in life that you have with your children as important. You know what I mean? Yes. Um And that's why yes. I asked that question so I can get a little bit of backdrop on just how bad you wanted to be. You know, it, it goes to show how bad fathers want to be dads. Um. So, how 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 did your case start? How did how did you meet your child's mother? Um. I actually worked with her. Um. In a different part of the state, mm-hmm. we lived there. Mm-hmm. And um, I met her at work, and she's about ten years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just—I don't want to say nationalities, but she's Spanish, and because she's very hot-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, she was—I uh, met her there. Uh, we were, we weren't dating long. She got pregnant. I mean, I'm being honest here. She yeah, got yeah. pregnant, and. Uh, I wound up marrying her after my child was born, and um, I was told by a bunch of friends, don't marry her. She, I didn't even know. This is how messed up this was. We were dating. She had another daughter that she didn't raise. I didn't even know this uh, until she got pregnant with my child. Uh, she didn't raise it. Her, great, her grandmother, so the child's great-grandmother was raising it, and that's because of my ex-wife's mother passed away right. and the father he remarried and he didn't want to raise this girl uh, after we got married I took the child in as if she was my own what a leap. and uh, it, well you know I, you know I knew about the child at that point so it was I considered her mine I treated her like mine she didn't have a father at the time but that was that's a whole nother story but I'll be honest um uh, she wound up only living with us for a year. We had a national disaster, and uh, she went back to the grandma's where she wanted to go. And the father, her her real father, the child, the, my ex-wife's first child, the father has completely stepped up. I respect him. I mean, we used to go to family things, cause, and he, he's a stand-up guy. You know, it, it wasn't his fault. It really wasn't his fault. He wasn't a father for the first few years. I'd say the first eight, ten years. Um, it wasn't his fault. It was more of uh, my ex-wife's family and um, is why he wasn't part of the picture. But mm-hmm. the guy completely stepped up. 
So, um, going on, I got, I found a job in a, in a different part of the state of Florida, and I went up there. I had done some traveling for a company. I was a, I was a, I was a traveling tech for them. Mm-hmm. I, um, I moved, I, I basically was living about eight hours away from them. And I mean, I, I had gone, I had worked up in Boston and New York and I was living in Florida. So I was doing a lot of traveling, but I wound up going to Alabama. I wound up going to a different part of Florida and uh, they moved up about a year later. So I was here by myself for a year. Um, things were all right. I mean, the marriage was never perfect. Um, it's my second marriage. So uh, it was her first and um, things went on and I had told her many times I wanted a divorce and I guess because I said it so much, she didn't believe me. Um, We wound up buying uh, a house and the people that, the the person that owned it financed it for us, Mm -hmm. but he, he lived in another state and the relatives lived on the same block. We didn't really get along with them. I got along with the husband, and he got along with me. Um, well, the wives uh, didn't like each other, eh? I'm sorry. The wives didn't ju- didn't like each other, eh? At the beginning, they didn't. At the end, you know, I told her, "Hey, she's into this. You're into this. Why don't you go to this this uh, event?" And they became best friends. Huh. And I, uh, um, I mean. We were married for like 12 years at this point, and she came home with a tattoo and didn't even discuss it with me. I've got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it wasn't that she got the tattoo, but it discussed it with me. You know, I was already trying to situate myself to get out, but I just didn't have the guts to do it, we'll say. Um, right. You know, nobody wants a failed relationship. Nobody does. Right. Um, anyway... The marriage just got worse and worse, and I, I had to get out. I knew it was time to get out. So uh, I went to a lawyer. I went to the best lawyer in the region. He hired him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did that, I didn't think about anything but getting out for my own self. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't think of anything. I mean, I, I don't want to say I didn't think of my daughter, but I wanted to get out. I had to get out at this point. But... Uh, I never expected anything less than 50-50, especially after talking to the lawyer. Um, we got we got divorced. No, the day she got served with papers was when all hell broke free. Um, I came home. I came home from work, and my daughter wasn't home. It was in the middle of summer. After where she was, she told me she was going to church. That popped a flag. Um, well, um... My daughter hadn't been in church in like, we'll say eight years at that point. Right. So, yeah, there was something wrong. So I ran out of the house. I already knew I hired a lawyer, but I'm not from a small area where things take an hour. You know, if you go to a big city, you said you're from Michigan. If you go to Detroit, nothing happens overnight. But you go to them little, little towns, it takes five minutes. And that's what happened. She got served. So I went to bed. I came home. They were on their way home. I went to bed. I turned off the lights. She started a fight with me. Um, she, uh, 
she 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 started the fight and uh she turned on all the lights. I was already sleeping. We weren't already sleeping in, we were already in separate rooms anyway. Mm. So she came into my room just to take a shower, start start a fight. One thing led to another and I closed the door because she walked out. She wasn't even, t she was just running the water just so I could see. We had a double door and you can see like a crack through it. She wasn't even undressed, she was just standing in there. Mm -hmm. Long story short, she, uh, I closed the door, she pushed through the door and punched me. She punched me, I closed the door on her. Uh -huh. I did. I, and on my ex-wife, I, I was defending myself at that yeah. point because she punched me in the lip. Yeah. Uh, she called the law. I called my boss and the law. Um, the police couldn't. I had a fat lip. They couldn't believe she left in an ambulance trying to make a scene. She did tell them she had been served that day, so they put two and two together. Right. Uh, they didn't arrest anybody. They told me I had to leave the house for 48 hours. I left the house. Oh. I talked to my lawyer in the morning. He said, hey, you know, just take the 48 hours and you'll be fine. He told me to stay in the house because the house was paid off. Right. I mean, I'll be honest. It was a it was a small trailer, and uh, I, I before I became before I was a corrections officer. I don't know if I told you I'm a corrections yeah. officer. Yeah, yeah. But um, before that, I made good money, so we paid off this. We it was supposed to be a 30 month mortgage. Mm -hmm. I was paying I was paying big bucks for the first. But the guy refinanced it, but we still paid it off. I I worked a lot of overtime as a corrections officer. It's just the way it is. And I paid it off. Um, what happened next was uh, two days later, I left the house, you know, because the police told me to leave the house. I came back, and she had moved out with my daughter. She was living down the street. And every day the law was called at this point. If not every day, a couple. It was a couple times a week. Uh, I wish I was exaggerating. I was trying to be calm, cool. I even recorded her because I knew she was going to start stuff. She wasn't even living in the house, and she'd come in the house and just throw stuff around and eat food out of the refrigerator. She hadn't been living there for a while. I even recorded her, and I still have all these recordings of me saying, can't we be civil? She wouldn't She wouldn't let me see my child. Um, this went on for quite a bit. She after After, well, let me step back. After she, after she left in the ambulance and I came back, I got served with papers for a restraining order. Huh. And my lawyer said, don't worry about this. Yeah, I got served. Um, it was no big deal. She got caught lying to the judge. And I don't want to call the judge out. It's a female judge, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to call her out. She, I never said a word in court. I just stood there and while her and her girlfriend lied because they had two different stories. And I'll tell you what it was. I mean, if she's ever hearing this, she's going to know it's her. Uh, she said that they were in church all night praying to God because she didn't know what she was going to do. Huh. And her girlfriend said they dropped the kids off at the church and went to the sister-in-law's house. And I was I looking around. I didn't know there was a victim advocate in there. There was all sorts of people in there. I didn't know who any of these people were. Right. But I started finding out who all these people were. Anyway, so the judge dismissed the whole case. Um, the hur We had a hurricane hit. I live in Florida. Mm -hmm. It devastated the area. She worked for an insurance company at the time. She lost her job. She didn't lose her job. She quit her job because she wanted alimony. Right. Um, she wanted alimony and child support. Wouldn't let me see my kid. Um, I was going through the process of the divorce. I I had a I had a girl 
that I worked with come over to my house with, I invited her husband, he didn't want to come, which I understood, and they, she did bring, I told her, don't come by yourself, not knowing how crazy this ex-wife of mine was. Uh, she came over with her child, who was, I believe, about 12 at the time. And she said, so what's at your door? I looked through the window in the kitchen and I can see my ex-wife and my child trying to get in the house. Um, we had been fighting. My lawyer had told me she had ransacked the house. She had done all sorts of stuff in, in the process of this. I'd come home. I'd call the police. Right. She took my computer. She had taken all this stuff. but So I had changed the lock. She couldn't get in anymore. I was done. My lawyer said she ain't been there. I'll deal with the judge. And he really couldn't handle the judge. Um, so she couldn't get in. She called the law. I told the, I told the police right to his face, there's nothing you can do. This is a civil matter. And he said it is. And he was just trying to keep the peace. And he left. And uh, about those people, the, the lady that came over, I think I paid her about 100 bucks to help me do discovery. I don't know if you know what discovery is. It's where I actually had to go through the whole house and inventory the whole house and come up with what it was worth. Right. And it's garage sale prices. It's not new. And she helped me, and it was worth the money. They went on a cruise. When they came off the cruise, well, before that, I found my garbage can, which I left by the street, all over my lawn with condoms. And I'm going to just tell you this. I, I mean, I don't know you. You don't know me. Um, I don't have to use a condom because I had a vasectomy. Before, <laughs> after my ex, well, remember I told you I wasn't married to her. And uh, she, she lied to me about birth control, my ex-wife. Uh -huh. So I got a vasectomy before my daughter was born. She was conceived by me. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to deny that. Um, anyway, um, but I had a vasectomy. So my lawyer was screaming at me, and I remember telling him, I said, hold on, hold on. It says here in this note that I was running away with her. So that means you shouldn't have to have a condom for sex sex if you're already going to leave this if this woman's leaving her husband because my lawyer was all over me and I said and he said yeah what about getting her pregnant I said I had a vasectomy why would I use a condom for that reason uh, long story short my lawyer said he'll take care of it in court and he did he he devastated her in that with that restraining order and all that um, he also devastated her in court she wouldn't let me see my child we had emergency junction I saw my child um well, that was before the hurricane hit. When the hurricane hit, I wasn't allowed to see my child again because I had a generator. Now, there was no power in the region. It wasn't like I was the only house with no power. I bought a generator, um, and they had a generator. Now, they had more people living in the house. My ex-wife was living in a room with my daughter. They wouldn't tell me after the hurricane if they were fine, nothing. I even talked. I tried calling her dad. We had real bad cell phone signal then. Uh, didn't know if my child was alive. I, I, I was actually, um, I didn't know anything. I, they wouldn't tell me anything. Um, but I know that my, um, when I had the power, when I got power on, it was, even though they lived on the same street, they stopped at my house and they actually got power from the street behind me. And they, it was like the next day before they had power. She still wouldn't give me my child. She said it was unsafe for me to have a generator on so I, can, I can't have my kid. And she controlled the child, so I couldn't do anything. Um, I went to the school. I didn't have a good relationship with my daughter, and the reason I didn't was my ex-wife was telling her, you know, she was doing parent alienation. She's telling her all sorts of stuff. Um, and I was going to have a bad relationship with my daughter. I could see there was, I couldn't get past that. 
when I, when the judge ordered her to give me the child before the hurricane, I need to step back. I forgot this part. This is really important. Uh, what happened when the child, when the judge gave me the first one, and I don't remember how many times I had her, but she came with zero clothes. Now my ex-wife took all the clothes out of the house, uh -huh. so it was family. It was marital assets, but somehow because she took it out of the house, I wasn't allowed to have it again. So my daughter showed up with the clothes on her back. My ex-wife stuck me with every bill, every bill. The only, even though I had a seven hundred dollar cell phone bill because she didn't pay it, and they were going to shut it off. Right. The electric, the power company was coming to turn off the power. She didn't pay nothing. The car insurance was getting suspended. The house insurance was getting dropped. Everything. I had to come up with some massive cash, and I really didn't have it. I I don't live in debt. That, that's the one thing with me. I really don't have debt. Um, all my bills are recurring. There's nothing you can do about that. Uh, I mean, I, right now I have a mortgage and I have a car payment, but everything else is, if I buy it on my credit card, it's paid off at the end of the month. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I do that can't afford it. I don't buy it. I'll drool on it. But um, so she wouldn't let me have the kid. My daughter had run away once uh, after this. Or my daughter ran away once at this point, and she came over. I I I was oh well, let me step back during open school when she wouldn't let me see my child before I can get to the court. This was at open school at the beginning of the school year. So we'll say in August. Um, I went to open school. She told me she would tell me what time. She never told me, but I sat there. It opened at, I think, at 5.30. I was there at 4.30, and I stood at her first class, and I found my child, and um, I took pictures of, uh, in the school, I did take some pictures, and um, of the stuff she needed and all that. You know, they give you a piece of paper, but my ex-wife wouldn't let me do anything. So I was taking pictures. Well, I went inside after they left. She was so hot, she didn't leave. I went to the principal's office and talked to the principal. Um, I was in the principal's office and my ex-wife barged into her office and started screaming. I was taking pictures of little kids like I was a pedophile. I'm like, what? She said it the second time and I'm like, you need to call the law. Right. I didn't care if the law had been called a hundred times. Well, the police, it's a real small town, and the police chief happened to have been in the school, because it was open school. He showed up. He had seen us before and met us before, but never seen us fight. Right. And he, he was trying to, she was going crazy when he showed up. And I'm like, listen, please, I don't want to say his name, but I basically said, uh, police chief X, we'll, call, we'll just call him Mr. X. I said, can you, here's my phone, here's my password. I sat down. I said, Look through my phone because she was screaming. He he's taking pictures of little kids. He's taking pictures of little kids. You know, he, like she tried making sound like I was a pedophile. So I right. sat down in the chair. She was going crazy. He looked through the phone and he saw pictures I had taken to, that day. Yeah. Her girlfriend, her girlfriend was disabled. She was walking around fine, carrying stuff, um, but now she couldn't. You know, she she was walking around with the cast because my lawyer called her out on it. Right. Um. Anyway. Um. Two days later, I got out of that. I told, she said, well, it's on his house computer. Actually, before, when, 
when I told Mr. X, I said, you know what? Take my fucking phone, just like that, and come to my house right now, and you can have my computer. I'll go buy a new tomorrow. After he'd been looking through my phone, she said he had hidden compartments and stuff. That's when I said, just take everything. I don't care. I'll buy a new tomorrow. I don't need this. They can analyze it. Um, there's a, you know, there's a keep crime. They can analyze everything they want. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There would be porn on there, but there would be no kitty porn. I'm a grown man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. And, uh, yeah, hey, anybody, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't worried about anything that was on that. So he got upset because he realized that here's a guy saying just take everything. And she's irrational, and I was rational. So he basically said, man, there's nothing here. She went crazy on him. He told her he would throw her off the school grounds, and she'd never be allowed to come back on there. She didn't stop. Two days later, she came to the house, was eating food, and um, um, she wound up hitting me with the car. What? I called 911. I swear to God. She sideswiped me with the car. I called 911, and I, to this day, I was about 40, I must have been 50, 49, 50, I don't even remember. And, uh, um, I actually have it on video. And what you can see we're fighting the whole time, but I actually have it on video. Uh, when I got to the, when I got to the hospital, because I left in an ambulance, I wasn't that bad, but I had a, um, I, I actually realized that she was trying to kill me at that point. Um, the police told me I was lying, and they tried charging me for lying. One Hold her, on, man. So wait a minute, man. Yeah. I've been trying to let you yeah. talk, bro. bro. Go ahead. So when the police, when this person said you was looking at some fucking kids, when you was taking pictures of your well, kids' school, and, and they caught her later, lying. Yeah. And then when this motherfucker tried to hit you with a car to try to charge you, that yeah, they tried charging me. me. They bro. tried charging me because a neighbor, her girlfriend, you remember she was living with a girlfriend. Right. They were friends with the people that lived across the street with me, and they, it was diagonal. I live in a I live in a wooded area. You can't. And this was before the hurricane. Right. When she hit me with the car, the neighbor said, "Oh, he ran into it," and I got up and walked into the car. That was a lie. I had the video. I didn't even show the police that because of, I didn't. I was in such a. I. I. I'm like this woman trying to kill me. I. Right. You know. What, you know what it's like to call your mother and tell your mother that she's trying to kill you. My mother was hysterical. Right. So I didn't. I didn't even know I had the video for a couple of weeks. Probably. Maybe even longer. I didn't realize it until I started going through. You know, because it was. It was on a phone. I remember trying to call nine one one, and I just gotten a brand new car. Um, I lemon law my other one, and um, long story short, when I the car when I called nine one one, they couldn't hear me because the car took the phone. I'd already had the car running, and it could. You, we were fighting like she wouldn't even let me back out. Mm-hmm. She was just, and I went to go lock the door because I knew she was gonna. Let, I was leaving. I had to get out of that. I had to leave my own house because I I knew. Right. Anyway, she hit me with the car. The police were gonna charge me, and I had some people step up for him and says. Hey, if he said he got hit with the car, because you got to remember, I, uh, my boss has been here most of his life, and, you know, I had no reason why. I didn't even know about the video. I did show some police officers the video later on, and after, after the hurricane and everything else, mm-hmm. and they said if they saw this, they would have arrested her right there. 
So your so your so your car what where was the camera on your phone or on your I was car? On my cell phone. My cell phone. My cell phone was recording it. Oh, the video. So damn. I have video of it. I have video of so it. So your cell phone was and, on person uh, or was your cell phone still in your car? I was in my hand. Oh shit. I okay. was and I told him I'm not recording her. I mean, I lied to her. I'm not recording it, but I was. <laughs> right. I mean, you can hear us. I'm straight out lying to her. Yeah, I'm not recording you. But she had already, I wouldn't get near her. So, um, so I got past that. Time goes on. It, um, we get a divorce. It, it's, it's no better. The, um, so the person was my never, daughter, my run, daughter had already run away. I'm the person sorry. was never charged, man, for, for, for trying to hit you with a car. No, they never charged. She hit me with the car. No, because of somebody said that they saw it. But when my boss dropped me off that night, he said, there's no way anybody can see it. Because look where they they were sitting. And there were trees in line. It was before the hurricane. So it was impossible. But it was what it was. Yeah. You know what? I also made a, I made a bad decision that day. Because of, not that they gave me the option to charge her. But if I would have found the video, I could have probably charged her. And But I made a bad decision. And the bad decision was that um, I didn't think putting her in jail would help anything. You know right. what I'm saying? I, was, I wasn't trying to fight this woman. I just wanted a divorce. Right. So right. Um, we live on the same street. My daughter had run away once. We were supposed to go to court, I remember, in January for the divorce. I already had partial custody, and she was letting me see my kid again. My daughter ran away a second time. Uh, now, you remember, we only lived couple thousand feet apart right so my daughter ran away a second time the first time she took her and she, and, and she took the computer from my kid because she knew my daughter wanted to play on her computer but i didn't know what was going on the second time i would i sent her back my ex-wife told me that she was going to be pregnant she was she should be pregnant before she gets out of 13 and right. no father wants to hear that you know what i'm saying right so i sent her back we go to court we get divorced we go to court in January. The judge doesn't, and we had already agreed, but the judge didn't drop the gavel because she, I don't know why. That's her, because I was supposed to get the first tax year. Mm. Well, she filed taxes on my year because the judge didn't drop the gavel until April, April 16th, the day after taxes were due. And she oh, filed. I had wow. To go back to court. I had to go back to court, and I, yeah, and my daughter, my daughter was already living with me for about six weeks. And I went back to my lawyer. I had a great lawyer, but he only cared about money, which I'm not mad about that, but listen to what I'm telling you. He said, well, send her back. I'm not sending my daughter back. I already knew there was abuse in the house. Right. Um, in Florida, you have to take an online parenting course. And I was the last one to do it. She took it first. It was obvious she didn't pay attention to it, but I did. You're not supposed to ask what happens at the other house. But I saw signs something was wrong. My daughter had run away two full times. And she showed, well, she didn't show me at that point. I talked to someone I worked with. Their wife went and talked to my daughter. From zero, knowing each other, for about two hours they talked. And the woman told me I need to get full custody. I'm like, what the hell is going on? My daughter tells me a little in the car. I'm hot. I'm pissed that there was a... It was not sexual. It was 
mentally, physically. There was a physical altercation with my ex-wife's best friend. She, when, when my daughter came over the first time, and I told you I didn't have any clothes and I was broke, and I had to yeah. go spend, I spent about 900 bucks in that weekend getting my kid clothes, because she didn't give us nothing. Right. Nothing, except the clothes on her back. Anyway, um, there was a physical altercation with my daughter. But when she came that first time, I was so happy to see her. I didn't look. And would you look, would you, would you really believe that your ex-wife was abusing your child? So my daughter had it in a diary. Meanwhile, we go to court and I already, I had agreed that, um, and I, when I took her back to court, it was after April, um, that, um, I'm trying to remember how many times I've been to court with the judge, but I, we were already discussing to get my daughter counseling. My ex-wife set it up. That was, she set it up. Of course, she sets it up an hour and a half away from my house. Right. Okay, it's no big deal. I call up and ask the shrink one question. That's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a child specialist. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Do you report crimes? What do you mean? That's what the shrink's asking me. They didn't want a case. They said, listen, we don't want this case, you know, because I'm asking, you know, they want to know why I'm already saying that you report crimes. They didn't know if I was going to do, if I did the crime or she did the crime, but they didn't want to deal with it. Right. They referred me to another shrink. That shrink took the case right. and we started working. I paid. We went back to court. I tried getting full custody. I already had the child. Um, well, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to tell you. And today is um, March 2nd, 2021. Mm-hmm. March 5th, 2019 was the day I got my child full-time. Really? So, basically, yeah, in three days, I'll have her two full years. Oh, now, her mother man. has seen her for eight hours and 23 minutes, but some of that was court-ordered, and some of that was policeman-ordered. My daughter... Um, Since started, then, her, her, she's seen her for eight hours and 23 minutes. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. So how'd you end up getting her, bro? So how, how, how'd you... How, how did she, well, she, my daughter kept running away. And she kept running away to me. Now, we did live on the same street, so she didn't have to run far. Right. But uh, I'm still on the good part. I'm not even at the bad stuff yet. Okay. So, um, basically... Um, the shrink was excellent in court. I had I, I fired my first lawyer. I was on my third lawyer already. The second lawyer, I filed the emergency papers because of uh, she had filed my tax year. She, um, I lost that. Except I didn't lose. I did get to, the the judge switched the years, mm-hmm. but I had to pay my ex-wife her attorney fees because I was in contempt because I wasn't telling her about her doctor appointments and all that. But the shrink never asked, I mean, the judge, this is what upset me. It was the same judge I've always seen. The judge never asked why my daughter was running away. And her lawyer kept compressing that, wouldn't let us explain why. So we couldn't just go and tell them why. I couldn't just say, hey, there's a, there's a, there's a thing of abuse in this house. Right. Couldn't say that. Judge has no idea. Judge should have asked. It wouldn't talk to my daughter. Right. That's all I wanted. All I kept asking, I kept asking my lawyer, Guardian delight, guardian delight, and couldn't get one. So, um, I'm trying to remember now where we're at. 
the judge orders, I had to pay my ex-wife her attorney fees to set for the, her, her second lawyer, and I'm on my third lawyer. And I'm still with my third lawyer, to be honest, right now. Uh, he's a, he's, he does a lot of practice, and uh, I'm really not, I don't want to say I'm unhappy with him. He's just, with, with my case right now, I'm not happy. So I think he's not doing a good job for me. But um, I believe it was, the judge ruled, uh, she always takes about 90 days to rule. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see her, it takes her 90 days to drop the gavel and figure out. So you're not even in the courtroom to find out what happens. You just get a letter. Right. So my my ex-wife was ordered to go to the shrink, which with my daughter. My daughter did not know I was bringing her into this place. Right. And she had been there already. But And the shrink told me my ultimate goal is to get your, your ex-wife and your daughter back together. I didn't say nothing. I wasn't happy. I'm sure she knew I wasn't happy right. because of I had already had parent alienation on me. And I've never done any of this. You know, my daughter... I knew my daughter was abused at this point. Right. She had wrote in a book, and I have the book, about just horror stories that were going on in the house. Right. That my daughter, who was 13, we'll say at the time, yeah, it was definitely 13, because at 14 she was living with me pretty much. Um, the father would come home and say that he eats first because he pays the bills. He was trying to teach my kid about manners. He had, let's go back, when I went over his house, his son was in high school when I, we first moved there, and he he got released from basically from the corrections department because he was he had a temper problem. Right. Um, his daughter, his oldest daughter, he had two sons that were then the two girls that were younger, right. and uh, the, the daughter I think was like seventeen. We were there for Super Bowl, maybe she was sixteen, and she was sponged. No, I don't want to say sponge. Her tongue was so deep in this guy's throat, I thought they were going to have sex right in front of us. <laughs> right. And the father kept saying something, yeah. And I'm like, my daughter didn't want to be there. I was fine with it. But now they're living there. I really didn't have any say. Right. Um, but they, they, he was trying to teach my daughter some manners. And I was like, I couldn't say nothing. I wasn't trying to make waves. But now I know there's abuse because my daughter wrote it all down. She put some things in comments about me in there too I'm not gonna you know it's in the book I can't take the page out right. so you know I've asked her about it I mean she called me I'm trying to remember it was something with a pickle I didn't know if she was trying to say I was a dildo or I was soft I couldn't make it out but you can see there was a lot of abuse in there right. well um if you look at March of 2019 Easter um, it was got to be in that month because she had a two-week break and my ex-wife tried taking my daughter to Universal Studios. My daughter didn't want to go. Before we got divorced, um, well, let's go. I don't want to go back again, but I will. She had Thanksgiving and I had Christmas because we were on the temporary. We weren't on the permanent divorce yet. Remember, I, I, I had... So... Um, she said she'd give me Thanksgiving night or the night before Thanksgiving and I had to drop my kid off by one o'clock or something like that. Right. Thanksgiving day. But she she would give her that to me, but I had to give her Christmas Eve and she'd come back Christmas morning. I'm like, that don't sound like no deal to me. Right. 
can't feed my kid Thanksgiving. So there's no bonus on that, and I'm losing Christmas Eve. And let's be honest, Christmas morning is when you want the child. Right. And I was like, I'm not dealing with that. No, I took my kid down to my mom's, who lived seven hours away. That's how I handled that. And coming back, I realized that I only had seven days because I had a returner. So I told my lawyer during the divorce that, hey, man, listen, if, if you can get her to settle on two weeks of summer, because a week is just not enough. She agreed to that. So now it comes, now we go back to um, 2019 around Easter. I had the child for two weeks because she didn't want to go to Universal Studios. And that was, a, that was a flag too for me because she only been there once. Now Disney World, we were annual pass holders at one point. Right. My kid doesn't ever have to go to Disney World again. She's been there enough. Honestly, she's been there way more than a lot of people have. Right. Um, we used to go once a month. I mean, we really went once a month when we lived closer. Right. Um, um, so she, uh, when the two weeks was up, we switched. The, the switch time was 5 o'clock on non-school. Uh, it was a Friday, but it was after non-school. But the bus would drop her off. We lived on the same street. She came home. She came back to my house. I kind of knew she was going to do it, but I didn't think she was really going to run away. That's the third time she ran away. Right. Uh, my ex-wife called me up screaming and hollering at me. I said, hey, man, I'm not even home yet. I'm, I'm like less than a mile away from the house. Let me see what's going on. I get there, and I talk to my daughter, and she's like, I'm never going back. I'm just never going back. And this was a uh, 14-year-old child telling me this. I didn't know what to do. Right. I called the, I called the police on my own daughter. The police officer, we'll call him, this is a different police department. This was the sheriff's department comes out. Where I live, it's the sheriff. Right. And the deputy, we just call him Mr. Z. Right. I don't want to, he's not even, he's not even in the county anymore. Right. Anyway, he said he wasn't going to force my daughter to go. And she told him that she was being abused and stuff. He did nothing about it because it was, it was too late. I didn't call it when she had marks on her. Right. So... But he wouldn't take her word for it. He called me up later on and said uh, that my, she didn't tell her mother where she was. And she's not leaving them alone. Right. And I'm like, listen, I heard my daughter screaming at my ex-wife from three rooms away. Mm -hmm. I, tell, I told him I'd bring her to the police department and you can listen to her screaming at her mother. He met us back at the, at the, at the volunteer fire department and forced my daughter the next day to go with her mother. So here my child's telling you she was abused. She was abused somehow in that house. And you're sending her back with the mother. She only agreed, my daughter, because he pressured her, but she only agreed she has, I don't want to say he's a boyfriend. She had a friend that was a boy. And that was the only way she would go. Well, my ex-wife picked up my child. I told my, and well, here's, here's another thing, my daughter, my daughter's had cell phones since she was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was getting divorced, I started buying stuff. I knew I was going to need a new printer. We were in Best Buy. This is going back, of course. Um, I bought, we, we were in there, and she's like, look at the new iPhones, Dad. They, they both drove me crazy for iPhones. I was an Android person mm -hmm. up to this moment. We go to, I'll tell you, we went into Verizon and bought two phones. It took like all night, but we bought two phones. They gave me a free iPhone if I bought my daughter the best phone. 
And the truth of the matter was, I, I didn't need the best phone. You know, she needs the best phone because she, you know, she's that teenager, and that's what she needs. Well, her mother stopped letting her bring it there before she before she ran away the last time. Right. So there was more parent alienation because I owned the phone. I had to give her back the phone that we bought together so she can control the phone. She wouldn't let my daughter. I could never talk to my daughter when she was there. I couldn't do anything. Oh, she don't want to talk to you. Well, let my daughter tell me that. No, she don't want to talk to you. And my daughter was like, she wouldn't let me talk to her when she would come. So right. there was a lot of things going on. Um, hold on. Um, so let's go back fast forward. Let's go more towards now. Um, she goes to counseling once with my daughter. Mm -hmm. That's how she does it. And, uh, um, she goes back, um, um, I'm sorry, it's just that, you know what I'm saying? I, no, I you good. Yeah, um, well, she went to counseling once with my daughter. My daughter completely shut down. Mm -hmm. Completely shut down. She didn't know she was there. And my head, now the counselor had talked to my ex-wife one-on-one, and she, my daughter, when my daughter left the room to see her mother, I already knew what was going on. We fought, me and my ex-wife were fighting. I went back in the room with my daughter, and then she took my daughter. But my daughter never even made it to the room. She completely went up against the wall, started crying miserably. And the counselor had told me she, her goal was to get them to back together. Well, after this, I ran out of the room. I think the counselor thought I was going to kill my ex-wife. I never even went near her. I just kept looking at her. Mm. And I was rubbing my daughter and said, baby, we can get past this. Don't worry about this. I already knew about the abuse and everything. And I, was, I wasn't good with it when I say I'm good with it. But I knew that my daughter wasn't leaving me at this point. You know what I'm saying? There's just too much abuse going on. The mental, physical, and verbal abuse that my daughter took, they, met, they kept talking bad about me. I didn't talk about her mother. I didn't care. I was free. I got the house. She tried blackmailing me during the divorce, too, that I had to give her the house. And my lawyer went crazy. But nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we never touched charges. Anyway, she's just done so much to me. So, this, I believe, was in November of uh, 19. November of 19, I believe. Maybe it was October. I can't remember. The judge did all this. We went. We head home. Now, remember, we live on the same street. Um, it just gets worse. We're driving home. My daughter's completely upset. We get home. Oh, the counselor calls me at the house. She said, I'm, I, I owe you an apology. I said, well, what did I do or what didn't I do? She said, I never saw a mother act that way to her child, telling her what a good mother she is. She did nothing. You ran up to your daughter and comforted her. Right. I was like, I did? I did? I didn't even realize what I was doing. I just did what, what should have been done. I was behind my daughter, trying to tell her it's all right. She was hysterical crying. Right. The counselor said that she made a mistake. There's no way that she should, um, that she's a good mother. She saw it right there. Um, okay, so that, we'll say that was October, November. Um, I wound up, my father passed away, and my mother got a little bit of money from my father. She gives me, she bailed me out of, um, well, a relative bailed me out. I had to pay my ex-wife to keep the house. I had to pay her, um, 
about $9,000. And that was one of the reasons I took her back to court. She, I owed her nine. She owed me six for the car. And I asked the judge, just let me give her the difference. And I had to give her the timeshare. We had a timeshare at Disney World. I know I didn't tell you that, but we had a timeshare at the Disney World, and it was worth, I believe, 20 So I didn't have to come up with that much money. Gave her every piece of furniture. I had nothing but my daughter's bedroom. My lawyer made sure I had bedroom furniture for my daughter. And the kitchen, most of it was... Like all the dishes and stuff was before premarital. Even though we'd been married forever, we never replaced anything. Right. Um, she, I had nothing. I think I had. Nope, I had a mat. Oh, she left the mattress because she didn't want it. She took every TV, everything, but my daughter's room was set. This was at the very beginning. I'm, I'm kind of going back a little. I'm right. sorry because I, I jump I'm jumping around, but, um, um. I was even dating somebody at this point, but when my daughter moved in full time, I broke up with the girl. Right. I broke up with her and told her I just, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't have time for her. And then I'd see her for a week straight and then I'd take, I'd spend the week with my daughter. So I was having a good time, but it, I, I told her that this wasn't working because of my daughter. So uh, that was back, that was back before we even got the divorce. But let's go back to the future or, you know, where I'm at in the story, um, come, um, I, I, I had to move my sheds off my property. I bought, I, my dad died. My mom bought me five acres of land out here. It was all woods. I paved. My mom gave me some money, cleared the land. I cleared, um, out of five acres, I cleared about less than two acres. I cleared about an acre and a half of, of, in the middle and I have a four to 500 foot long driveway. Right. Even though the property 600, I think the property 660 feet. And I cleared, I cleared, I cleared less than two acres because that's what I paid the guy. Mm -hmm. But my driveway zigzags all over the place so you can't see from the road to the house. Because of when I was living at the old house, she'd drive by. It was one day I saw her drive past my house 23 times. Uh, and that's not counting. I forgot to tell you about all the wellness checks we were getting. We were getting wellness checks. She, uh, that same police officer did a wellness check. There, we did we did four. I kept complaining every time we did a wellness check. On the fourth one, I went to the police department and complained. Hey, man, this is harassment. And the detective said, this is harassment. I'm going to get it to stop. On the fifth wellness check, I went back to that same person. I said, man, are you going to fix it? He said, I'm going to fix it this time. Me and my daughter, this was when my daughter stopped going anyway with me. We were walking out of Lowe's, cause, um, and um, I remember my daughter hadn't been there in March, uh, and uh, we could have been in December or something. She filed a missing person report on my daughter. <laughs> I swear to God. While she I was have with proof. you? I, yeah, she... She was with me, yeah, they, she said that she didn't know where her daughter was, she, she didn't come off the bus. I'm like, what are you talking about? The only reason 911, and it was, it was, the, it was the dispatch for the sheriff's department, they called me up and said, do you know where your daughter is? I'm like, what do you mean? Cause this better not be another wellness check. And they're like, no, it's not a wellness check. You're, um, we, we looked up your history and we see, you know, uh, that you had a bunch of wellness checks and we also have no, no more wellness checks, but 
she called in a missing person report. I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, you want to talk to my daughter? They're like, no, we don't want to talk to your daughter. I said, well, you're going to talk to my daughter. I said, Ashley, it's the police department. They want to talk to you. She said, another one, daddy? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so nothing happened. Though. She filed a missing person report. They didn't send the dogs out and all that yet. The first call they did was to me, and I told them I was hot. I mean, who wouldn't be pissed off? I just had a, I just had a wellness, uh, five wellness checks and a missing person report. So, about a couple of, two, three weeks later, I get a call. We, uh, I had already, I had already, I mean, I bought a, a new trailer. Mm -hmm. I cleared the land. We were moving on. I, I, I um, I, um, I went to buy a concrete mixer, a little, you know, one of them little ones. Yeah. I bought one. I bought it. it I bought it. It was worth buying. I had to pour. I had to build. I had to, my pump house. I wanted to build a pump house over my well because I live. I had to pay for the. I had to pay a fortune to get power on my property. Um. I I, I spent some money. I spent what the money my mother gave me. She gave me a budget, and that's what I spent. Anyway, I did as much as I could, and. Uh, the police called me. I was about an hour away from the house. They said they wanted to talk to me. I said, something's wrong. Because um, during, you know, they never wanted to They would ask me where my child is. But this wasn't a, I could tell this wasn't a wellness check or a missing person report. They told me I was stalking my ex-wife. I said, what? Stalking? What are you talking about? Well, you don't live on that street anymore. You're still going there. Yeah, I went there. And I went there. My mother never been to this county she she came up I went past the house once at night once at the day they put a camera up I didn't know but I never left the road right just drove past the house then I went back because the people that I sold my house to now the house was paid off I paid off my old house I took a mortgage out for the people buying it just to get out of the house the first person to walk in I said I'll make you a deal right now you know what I'm saying right. I'll hold the mortgage for you I held a more. I'm holding a mortgage for the guy that bought my property. Because and uh, you know all they got to do is pay me four hundred dollars a month for until it's paid off. Right. And it's it's done legal. They own the property. I have the mortgage. Right. Anyway. Um, no, you just wanted to get out of there, so you weren't the right. Across I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. yeah. I just want. Yeah, I've had enough. So. Um, so. Police come to my house. My boss is waiting here. He always thinks I'm overreacting. When he saw two police officers, he realized something's wrong. The police tell me I was talking. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. I don't hear nothing for a week. I'm at work. I'm a corrections officer. I'm in a prison. They call me up, the same police officer, who, during one of the wellness checks, I had to go find him. He, he drove to the house. I was at Walmart. I went. My daughter did not know she was going to have a period and was leaking. And when I said she's not getting out of the car, because I already knew she leaked all over her clothes. Right. She's sitting in my car. He's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, dude, it's a fact of life. I mean, women bleed. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Right. Well, he was pissed off. Anyway, so I thought he was very immature. Right. Anyway, now, now he comes to the prison. He tells me I'm going to jail. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He said, yeah. He says, uh, where's your, I, and they got to remember, I, we carry chemical agents. I have handcuffs. I got handcuff keys. I turn it all in. 
people are calling people because they can't believe them getting arrested. Um, I mean, everybody knew it was a bad divorce, but nobody expected this. The warden's first day at the prison, I get arrested. He tells me to go to my car. Now he knows I've been in a in a in a lawsuit with her, you know fighting for custody because I really only have fifty fifty custody. Right. He told me the police officer told me walk into my vehicle. He wanted to get my cell phone and my and my driver's license for what I didn't know. That was his mistake. He told me before I got to my car because at the end of the parking lot because I was I was I borrowed someone's trailer and was returning it. Um, um, he told me that my daughter would be fine. She's going to her mother's tonight. He was done with dealing with this crap. I dropped to my knees that this is how she wins. This is bull. But I got to the car. I got my phone. I called my daughter and told her, don't go home. Wherever you go, don't come. They're looking for you. I won't be home no matter what. So don't go home. Hung up the phone. Called my mother. Told my mother. Um, this was January 6th of 2020 mm -hmm. my mom had just left like before new year's and she had given me the last five thousand dollars that i was getting right and it was in my house i tell my i call i tell my mom i'm going to jail mom she's like are you serious i'm like yeah ma, i'm going to jail i you know he gets me back in front of the prison because i was in the parking lot where the prison is, the inmates can't see the parking lot. Not where I was. Right. He waited until I got in front of inmates and cuffed me up, right in front of them. Very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. You don't do that. Right. I wasn't running from him. And when he came, when he told me, when he came to my house that week or whatever it was before that, I said, you ain't got to look for me. You just call me. I'll show up at the, I'll show up at the jail. I'm not hiding from nobody because I knew I did nothing wrong. Spent the night in jail. A yes. bunch of guys... My my boss, I handed I handed his wife the key. The uh, I didn't even call my lawyer. I, I didn't know my lawyer's phone number. I don't. You know what? I don't know my daughter's cell phone number. It's on speed dial. Everything is on speed dial nowadays. Let's right. be honest. Right. Yeah. I know my lawyer's name. Right. So I call. I I tell people. I tell my my boss's wife. She works at the prison. I tell her. Here's my number. Call my lawyer. They couldn't figure out how to get past my password. I told her the password, but she couldn't. Doing. Spent the night in jail. I was in protective custody. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you I mean, gotta be. I went in there in a correction. I went in there in a corrections uniform for the for the for the state. Now I'm in a local jail, and I went in uniform. I was like, they're gonna kill me tonight. I figured I was gonna fight all night. They just left me in my own room. I got out. I did a video conference with the with the with the actually. There was an inmate in jail from my prison kept looking at me, trying to figure out how he knew me because I was wearing, I was wearing an orange jumpsuit at this point. Right. He's, he's wearing, and he's wearing, and I'm like, this is bullshit, man. I already know who this idiot is. He's looking at me, and I'm like, you don't look forward. I'm going to beat your ass right here. The police were laughing because they knew why I was doing that. Because <laughs> if he figured out who I was, you know, I don't want them to know. Yeah. I get out to judge the judge lets me out on my own reconnaissance. No, I just have, I'm on conditional release. That's crazy. Okay. And then, uh, January 7th, I get out. I go, I go to the courthouse. I take care of all my crap. I go to the prison. 
meet the warden for the second time, uh, the third time. First time, it was in the morning, introduced myself, because we've got a new warden, everybody <laughs> was in this room. I'm somebody somewhat of importance, so there I was. And then uh, in the afternoon, he saw me getting arrested. Nobody knew what was going on. I see. I go to his office. My ex-wife is blowing up his phone. She hadn't called. She had. She hadn't called the prison. The the police. She was calling. She was calling. She kept calling him up. He's harassing me. He's harassing me. Nobody told me. Not one person had told me because if I would have known, I would have been able to react. But I didn't even know what was going on. Right. Um. So. Uh, uh, they, they wouldn't even let me go back to work. I have to get cleared by a shrink, by the state of, by the state. So I go to the shrink. Bro, this all Please. happened because you were driving back to your property to make square away some paperwork with some with the people that bought your house because you were getting stalked. I, they were getting mail. They were getting mail. Like the mail wasn't getting forwarded, and she had. She, and I drove past the house. I did drive past her house, and I made a U turn and came back. And I told the police the mailbox was across the street, and I didn't get like getting out of my car. And if I drove up, I can just grab it. Why'd you make a U-turn? There's only three houses on past my house. My driver, my old driver, which I didn't own anymore. Somebody else, and then the people. So I just drove past the house, made a U-turn, did it a couple of times. I was getting my mail every day. You know, because the mail. I thought the post office would like move my mail the next day. Right. I didn't expect it to take time. So, well, she she made. I, I've, I've heard her, I had to go through discovery. She, her, all right, my daughter had already told me that they were having a threesome, and I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but mm-hmm. um, um, the guy was like, yeah, I seen him running through the woods behind my house. When I, he tripped over that tree, I heard the whole thing, I heard the statements. I'm like, what the hell is this dude he talked about? I, that was across the street, I ain't even going, man, I'm not even doing that. I was too busy but with my own life trying to get through it. And I had my child. Right. So, um, the state shrink cleared me in two sessions. In two sessions. Who filed for divorce? I did. That doesn't make any sense. Did you want her back? Hell no, I'm the happiest person in the life. <laughs> right. I, that's the last thing I want. I he says, what about your child? I said, she's living with me. What do you mean? I said, well, I have 50-50, but, you know, the shrink, it didn't take long. <laughs> Women use this to get better custody. They usually keep the man away from the child because of this. On my case, I had the child. So she was using it. My, oh, my ex-wife's also, uh, she went to paralegal school. She didn't work in paralegal, but she is a paralegal. Yeah, she kind of knew the law a little bit. She knows the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right, so that was January 7th. I go back to work. I have no inmate contact for... Let's see, uh, today is March 2nd, so we'll call it January, March would be 14, almost 14 months. No inmate contact, I cannot have weapons assigned to me, so I can't even sit up in the tower with, with, a, with a gun. Oh, even to Basically, this day? All I, to this day, yes, I have not gone to court. I have not gone to court because of this... <laughs> epidemic of a uh, virus and the mask. Oh and my, my daughter got yeah, bro. Yeah, All so, because so you fucking were better. picking your mail up, and that you wouldn't even had yeah. to leave your trailer to begin with to pick your mail up. Had this person not been stalking you, 
Right. Oh yeah. Well, she, uh, she. I mean, with the cons on the thing, she, she drove past my house. Like I said, one day, twenty-three times. That wasn't the only time. I used to know exactly at five forty-five she would come. Now, here's where I made mistakes. We went to the fire department, which was down the street from our house, and she was never there on time. But somebody was there, and she said she told the judge, "I'm there every week." I knew she was lying. So I stopped in front of their car and took a picture. They took a picture of me. They called the police that day. I did not know because the police never came to me because I was home. You know, same time they showed up, I was home. And they used that against me, saying that I was stalking all of them. Well, in June of 20, or June or July of 2020, I went to the, there's not too many grocery stores. I live in a real small rural area. Right. Walmart is about a half hour from from where I live, right. and it's a half hour from work. It's the same Walmart, but it's just two different, you know. It's, so I go to the supermarket, and their daughter works there. So I already have a restraining order. I got this, you know, because I was told I can't be around her, but I didn't care because I got the child. If I couldn't see my child all this time, there would have been all types of problems to be paid. But right. I go to the supermarket. They they lie to them and say that the man, the, I know the owner. I'm not friends with them, but they know they know me because I, it's a small community, and they, I would buy my Thanksgiving meals there, and they screwed it up like two years in a row. So right. they knew me, and they offered, they said, listen, we screwed up two years in a row, we're going to give it to you for free. And I was married at the time, I was like, no, 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 listen, I'm not like that. You made it right, I waited an hour, it's not a big deal. Right. I said, no, my ex-wife was in here, or I said my wife was in here at the time, because we were married. I said, she'll take the whole store with it, but I'm not like that. So the, so the owners liked me. They said that the the um, the manager threw me out. Never happened. So I was supposed to go to court month after month after month. I was actually supposed to go today, and it got postponed. I was supposed to, I, I was supposed to go to court today. If they, they offered me a plea deal. Here's the plea deal they offered me, we'll say, six months ago. If I stay away from her for six months, it all go away. But nobody could tell me if I'd keep my job. And an innocent man doesn't take a plea. That's, Why would I take a plea? No, that's a you know great point, man. That's a great point, yeah. man. So the state attorney is pissed off because I didn't take the deal. And um, it's been more than six months now. It's been nine months probably because it happened after. So I was supposed to go to court today and they were going to, I, we were, if we couldn't come to terms, which I didn't know if they were going to offer me another plea deal or what, then we were going to trial on the 16th of March. Well, they moved it from March 16th. I didn't go to court today. Not because I didn't go, because of they, they rescheduled it. Everything's on the 27th of April. So, But I don't have any faith in April 27th of 2021 right? because of I've been promised court dates and I've been promised everything else and I just don't see it ever happening so um, that's realistically where I'm at uh, I don't foresee um, this hat going away you know I, I just can't believe the state attorney has even he's even doing this you know but he doesn't know my side of the story you know, she went there with her girlfriend, said I was chasing them all and driving them, you know, I was running through the woods. Man, I didn't do none of this. I could care less. And he said he doesn't want to screw with my, with 
you know, custody. But I don't think he realizes I have full custody. If my lawyer explained it to him, well, it gets better. Because I just remembered this. You know, the taxes, she hadn't seen, she has not seen my daughter at one minute in 2020. She hasn't seen her one time in 2020. From January 1st to December. Now, in 19, in 2019, my daughter's birthday, will just say it's at the end of the year. Right? She got a card for her birthday. A card. And she texted my ex-wife back. I was in the car when she did it. And it wasn't for me. I had nothing to do with it. Well, I got more than my half-sister. Because remember, she has a half-sister who has nothing. She doesn't deal with her mother either. So I have two children. Well, one's not mine. If she, if she, if, if the first child called me up right now, I'd be, I think she's about eight hours away from here. I've never been to that state. I will be driving right now. No, I understand. And on the phone with, yeah. Yeah, good and loyalty not, there, man. The way to be a leader. Yeah, she told me, she's also told me she would testify. She told me, she told me, do not let my mother near that child. <laughs> and she said she'll testify in open court for me. That's so, what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, so um, that's that's where I'm at. And um, um, she, uh, she just, is a terrible mother. She's got two children that don't want nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. And they weren't raised together. So you can't say, well, one manipulated the other. That's not what happened. Right. They haven't lived together for, if my daughter's 16, they haven't lived together since my daughter was probably two. Probably one. So, um, I mean, she, uh, she's just a, a bad person. And I, you know, I, you know, because of she, she well, she filed taxes this year. This is her year to file taxes. That's what I was going about. She filed the taxes this year for 2000. She filed before April 15th of 2021. So this, this is her year. She, she's going to get, she, she, I lost $3,000 on my return because I, I couldn't claim my daughter. And I was always told whoever had 50-50, you know, whoever had her the most, that whoever had 51% should get the money. Mm-hmm. And I should have gotten the money, but, you know, I didn't ask for child support. My first attorney, she, my ex-wife was supposed to pay me 30 bucks a month because I paid for my daughter's. Even though I'd make a few dollars more, um, well, she didn't want to, she wouldn't work. She was, uh, you know, I told you, she quit her job um, during the hurricane. She couldn't find a job. There, every place in the world would look for her employees year she couldn't find a job so the judge punished her and she was going to have to pay me thirty dollars a month for child support my first attorney said no i said what are you doing man she put me in jail for a penny he said i'm making ways with the judge don't worry about it mm-hmm. so so i don't get any support um she filed the taxes this year they're gonna they're about to release a four it looks like they're gonna release a fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check but she's gonna get an extra fourteen hundred she doesn't support my child she never finished paying for the car I had to make seven, eight payments. She fought with my lawyer, and I I never gave her back the keys to the car. I gave her only one. She had one set. I had one set. I wouldn't give it to her until she paid it. So she that that was that's one of the things that they said I was I was. She said I was popping the trunk and all that stuff. What she doesn't know is I didn't have the keys. Somebody else had the keys, and they're going to testify to that. They had the keys because she kept breaking into the house. I didn't want her to get them, so I just left them there. Then the hurricane hit and everything else, so we didn't have the keys. I didn't have the keys. He had the keys. 
Um, um, so she's about to, so she's going to get the 1400 She beat me out of three grand on the stimulus, or on my taxes. Doesn't support me. Uh, she never finished paying for my daughter's braces. I paid, after I paid my half, which was 80 bucks a month for, we'll say two years. Now we were married for some of it, but we always made separate payments. She stuck me with seven months of that. I, after I paid my half off, the dentist told me that they weren't gonna take my daughter's braces off. And I said, I'll pay it. Just I'll, I'll, Once I pay off my half, I'll pay off her half. But we got the stimulus money. That's when we got one of the stimulus checks. And I was like, well, there, there goes that money. I paid it off. Right. My daughter's braces are off. I mean, I wasn't gonna ruin, I wasn't gonna spend money and ruin my daughter's teeth. Right. Um, she never made the car payments. She never paid doctor bills that she got the bills for. So she's been getting a free ride, we'll say, since November or October of last year. Hasn't paid any bills. No, let me say that. Since 2019, she hasn't paid any bills. She filed taxes on my daughter. Um, what has she done? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. I asked my, I, I talked to my attorney, and he says, beat her to it. That's all you can do, but there's nothing. He said he couldn't get me in court because we already saw this this epidemic. You know, wasn't gonna, we weren't gonna get in court. So I couldn't even take her to court. I could file emergency junction. My attorney told me he charged me $7,500 to go to court to get child support. Now you gotta remember my daughter's, she's about 16 and a half. And even though I have 100%, I remember I have her 100%, but the judge can tell my daughter to go. So is child support really worth it? Right. You know, my if, she, if the judge were to order that my daughter can't come to me for that week, I don't want her on the street. I'd probably go to prison right then because I'd be telling the judge what I think. Right. But I, So I don't take the chance. It's just not worth it. Yeah, she doesn't support us. She she doesn't do anything. This well, woman, I wanna, but she she took she's taking money out of my kid's mouth because I struggle. You know, my daughter's trying to. She doesn't talk to her friends about this. Nothing. She's she. You know, one of her friends has a parenting mother issue, and they became friends for a while. But girls just can't be. Women can't be friends with women. You know, so <laughs> they're back on the ups. But um. Not the same. Yeah. So. Well, man, this is what I wanted to ask you, man. Uh, throughout all of that, because that was that was that was uh, that was pretty interesting, man. But this is what I want to say, man. So you made it through, and you and you're not really all the way through. You're still towards the end of this thing, but obviously it's a longer <laughs> battle. But you're towards the end of it, we could say. But like, you got to be a parent forever. You know what I mean? Like I was saying. So, uh, what what what, what would you say your biggest uh, well, first of all, how did you handle the alienation? Like the times you couldn't see your daughter when you knew it was thick. It was like killing what? me. I wrote it in on books. I was writing it in on books, but I saw my lawyer was just telling me to waste my. It was a waste of time. There was nothing was going to get done. The, the courts are definitely set up for women. They really are. It, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's obvious. You hear guys. And I don't know everyone's story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I met you on that Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to mention the name or not, but um, you hear guys saying this happens to them too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, before before I moved, when I when I worked 
down there, when you know, when my daughter was young, I worked for a general contractor, and the whole air conditioning company was full of ex-cons. I mean, they really were, and they all told me it's all about money. And I kind of see it now. You know, you know, I deal with inmates. Well, I did deal with inmates every day for four years, yeah. and I saw, I saw that they all said that the, the court screwed them and their lawyers screwed them. And you're like, you know, there's got, there's probably some innocent ones in there, but not many. But now, you know, I, I, I the ones I talked to, like, mm-hmm. what, well, you know, why'd you go to prison as they're getting out? And they all, so I'm telling you, because I screwed up with a woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hits home. It really hits home because of, you know, the court's just not fair to men. It's really not. Yeah. And, well, and, you say you, know, you work at a... And, s- and this is... Yeah. You say you work at a correctional facility, and, you know, I ask this to all my guests all the time. Uh, well, I talk about this all the time. You know, there's thirty, there's 32 prisons here in this state that I live in. 32, and those are prisons, okay? Out of those 32, there's one boot camp, one one for women. The rest of those are for men. So that's 30 prisons for for men, one prison for women. And that's out of out of 40,000 beds, okay, that's only... 2,400 for women. So that's 6% of the beds total are for women. There's no room, bro. There's like this little small building. That's a small building that, that's their prison. And that's it. So like that's the end game for there's no money in it. You know what I'm saying? If, if every head laying in a bed that you see at your job every day is worth something to that building, it, it, there, you know what I mean? Because it's privatized and shit. Well, I don't know if you're, if you're, which, which degree, which, which type of facility you work at, but privatized prisons. You know what I mean? Obviously, prisons are different than jails. Okay, okay, okay. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So there's. T- well, well, here's, well, here's another thing I didn't tell you. If I am convicted of this crime and. There's actually, I, I just remembered some other part. I will lose my job. I cannot, I cannot be a corrections officer. And that's what I think she really needs is because she knows I can't afford to fight her. And, I mean, at that point, the only thing I can do is go to the judge and say, hey, my daughter's going to run away. Well, my daughter's going to run away. The judge isn't going to care. She's going to say, well, I don't care. Send her. You know what I'm saying? I won't have the lawyer, and I don't have the, the knowledge well, on how to beat her. Here's the thing, man. Like, you literally weren't stalking anybody. Like, you literally weren't. You know what I mean? You were going to pick up your mail. I mean, it was like it's on yeah. fact. It's 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 like on paper that you moved. Yeah, you know what yeah, I they mean? knew, but I kept going. I went back, and that's what hurt me. I went back to go get my mail, and I got the people that bought my. I even showed them the text messages to come get your mail. Come get your mail. It's in the box. So I was doing that. But this, this one police officer, I think he has something from my ex-wife. I'm not saying he slept with her. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I don't it's care. a possibility, bro. It's a possibility. I don't think he slept with her. I no, really no, I'm just saying her. that he could have, like, that he got, that he, you know, that he just got no, a little you know, special, a little special feeling in his yeah. heart. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, how horrible was that her daughter doesn't want to see her. The real victim in this whole thing is your daughter. Me. It's not my ex It's my daughter. Yeah. You know, that. And there's, you know, if the judge would have just talked to my daughter, spent a few minutes to ask why is she running away, mm-hmm. instead of letting her, instead of letting my ex-wife's lawyer suppress it and not explain why, the judge might have done something, but she didn't. So, so, uh, 
Okay, so no, nah, man, I think that this is, um, I think this is powerful, man, because it goes to show, like, okay, I think your story shows a lot, man, it shows that, like, dads, man, like, look, look how much you've been through, man, all you really care about, anyone listening, I mean, like, when you said, yo, we might lose your job, you, like, mostly all you really care about is your daughter, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, around every well, corner well, in your story, all you've thing. cared about is her. I mean, I, I told you I'm 52, right? I am 52, mm-hmm. okay? But what's really going to hurt is I just bought this house I cannot afford. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm forced to work overtime because of um, I can't afford it. So she takes this job out. I'm going to ruin my credit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, you know, I'm going to lose my job. There's nothing I could do. The warden is really understanding because enough people came up to him and told him, man, this is all BS. And, uh, but it is what it is. She never called the prison to say, hey, man, he's harassing us. Nothing. And the police told her, I have a police officer, another police officer as a witness on my witness list because he didn't believe her. Because when I, when I got arrested, I went to him. I said, man, I read a police report with your name on it. Why didn't you come to me? He said, I didn't believe nothing she said, man. I saw how she acted that one time, and you were rational, and she was irrational. So, so he's a witness. I've got several witnesses, you know, and yeah, all her yeah. witnesses live in one house. But <laughs> it's all, it's you know, it's it's all about what the judge is willing to allow. She got caught lying to the judge, a different judge. I can't use that in evidence. To me, that should be admissible. That hey. Listen to what I'm, you know, just read the transcript. I spent a couple hundred dollars just to get this transcribed. Can't use it because of, it would, it taints the, the, the thing. So you can lie one time, don't mean you're lying this time. But the judge would be able to understand, hey, she lied this one time. She might be lying this time. I'm saying she's lying this time. But, you know, so that's the problem. Well, you can't use the. Yeah, no, nah, man. Well, I'm, 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 I'm halfway, th- I'm halfway faithful, man. That you will probably be found not guilty, bro. Because, quite I'm honestly, so you scared, though. I, hey, man. Look, hey, we, hey, man. I know you are. I know you are. You know what I mean. But look, but you got I, a listen, lot of I'm good things I'm, going I'm for guilty. you. Yeah, hold, you. Hold, no, hold, no, hold. it ain't about Let that, bro. No, no, it ain't about that, bro. I just want to say one thing. I'm just, I'm just gonna say this. Because everyone's going to say this. And at least I'm saying it before they say it. Or they probably already said it. There's two sides to every story. And I'm not saying... That's how I see everything. I'm sure she's going to say that, you know, I, you know, I wanted to see my child and, and he wouldn't let me. But And he did parent alienation. The reason she thinks I did parent alienation is because she was doing parent alienation. I didn't do it because I just wanted to see my kid. Yeah. You know, the more I got into it, the more I wanted to see my kid. You know, I... And when I found out she was being abused, how, how, you know, I didn't go over there and destroy their house. I didn't go burn the place down. I didn't yeah. care. Yeah, I, I cared. Cared, but, but I, I didn't want to, yeah, I wanted to still make a logical choice about it. I didn't want to fucking be destructive. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. But, you know, yeah, it's a lot of good things going for you in this case. You have your daughter. You know what I mean? You have, you, you look at the, the profession you've had. Uh, you have you have an excellent track record as far as being a caring parent. It's a lot of good things you have going for you, man. And I I believe that like man, um, you've mentioned uh, uh, 
I, you know, we we got get we gotta get in the word, man. I don't know if you're if you're in the word spiritually, but man, you should should definitely, man, try to try to you know, I'm 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 bro, I understand this you you're you you got these people making a choice for you. You know what I mean? And every time anybody steps into this building which is reeks of just judgment and death, <laughs> honestly it's fearful. It doesn't matter if it's for whatever. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 a system that is it it, it, it yeah, everyone knows it's not fair, bro. You know what I mean? Everyone knows it's no secret. It's not Every fair. Guy knows it. Yeah, no, honestly, but the, it's not. That's it's not even that. The chicks know it's unfair too. They just use it to their advantage. You know what I mean? So yeah, and it's yeah, it's it it's it is just it's just fucking crazy, man. But. I believe I, I'm I'm really really hopeful in your case because I mean you honestly didn't you know you got your text messages you got everything you need so I, I'm hopeful in your case but this is what I want to ask all right um, yep. if you could say something to a dad who had uh, parental alienation who's who's suffering from parental alienation right now because there were times when you couldn't see your daughter uh, what yes, would I know. What, what would you tell him um, to get through it what would be your advice. I uh, I remember before I before I give you this advice. I this is gonna I'm gonna get somewhere with this. I remember sitting on my property, couldn't see my kid, no matter what I wanted to do, couldn't see her. I was sitting on this ramp saying, "How did I get from where I was to here?" And I remember I was like, "Man, I'm at the bottom of my life." I really said that. I, I had to say, had to step outside my body and say, "You're doing right though." You know, I can't fix what her mother's done to me. And it turned around on her. I mean, it 100% turned around on her. She couldn't see her kid now. If she, You know what I'm saying? My daughter was on a cross-country team. My ex-wife showed up. She quit right there. She after the run. When she saw her mother, she's like, I'm done. She quit right there. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. Right. She's like, that's how um, you got to keep up. You got to keep trying. You know, um, my daughter wouldn't talk to me or anything. I went to the school. Um, I went to the school and um, picked her up. She called the police on me. My wife said I kidnapped, kidnapped my daughter, and there was no custody at that point. And I spent the evening with her, and I dropped her off at the house. I did what my lawyer told me. As much as I'm not a big lawyer fan anymore, because I just see that it's it's not seems like it's working. You know what I'm saying? My first lawyer was a good lawyer. He only cared about money, which I'm not mad about that. But when I'm telling you something, I don't care about a year from now. Let's do something now. You know, there was no talking me out of it. Right. Um, but you, unless you're real smart with the law, which I'm not, you need a lawyer. And you need, a, you know, they all talk a big game. But if you, you, I went to, you know what? When I went to see my lawyer, he said she had an appointment there. But he was he was four weeks out. You, if you wanted to see my lawyer, you had to pay I think a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. I walked in there, they wouldn't see me for a month. I'm like, what? And she didn't have the money. I had the money. That was the difference. Right. Uh, I walked in and wrote them a check for four thousand dollars. It was on. The next day they called me. Yeah, I, the next day they called me up and moved my appointment from four weeks up to like two days from that day. 
Yeah, I wasn't playing. I think that was on a Wednesday. On Friday, I saw him. I think on Monday or Tuesday, she was served. <laughs> That's how fast things can happen. And, I mean, I told you what happened when I... Yeah, yeah. Things can happen quick if you do, you know, uh, you know... That's realistically how it happened. Mm-hmm. And he told me she had an appointment to see him. And he'll see both clients. He doesn't care. Whoever shows up with the money first is how he does it. <laughs> so if she would have went in there a day before me, a day before me, and, well, uh, you know, and I would have went in there the next day and walked in there, and he said, he wouldn't have probably told me she was there, but he, he would have said, well, whoever pays me first, I would have dropped the full grand. I get hired. She comes back five minutes later. It's too late. That's how that lawyer works. Right. Uh, you know, and she cursed him out. And, you know, I mean, she's done everything to me. Uh, I mean, she's just about done everything and anything to me. So what's the difference? Yeah, no, nah, man. But at the at the end of the day, man, you, you know, fifty two, man, you can't let this take you out. You know what I mean? You can worry yourself to death yeah. too, now, man. That's important to understand. We always say, always here to say, you gonna worry yourself to death. You are gonna worry yourself to death. Okay, well, you can't worry yourself to death, bro. You got, you know what I'm saying? You can't let this, you can't let this bring you down, none. Now I know that it was working to bring you down. But you just got to kind of control your energy a little bit, man, as far as, man, making sure when you by yourself and in your own head, you're just telling yourself, just keep in mind, the score is still 0-0. Zero, zero. Whether you're 52, 82, whatever, 0-0. Zero, zero. You know what I mean? The score is 0-0, zero, zero, man. The score is 0-0, zero, zero, and you got to attack this thing the exact same way, every play. 0-0. Zero, zero. There's... It's zero zero until there's all zeros on the time clock, man. This is fucking. There's, there's a lot of time left to play this game. I think you're doing a great job. I think you've done a great job. You know, you haven't done anything wrong, but go pick up mail. Fuck is that? You know what I mean? You haven't really done anything. You don't, you don't have nothing really yeah. to worry about, man. You know, that's why I say, man, you should. You really well, should. Really... I found out my ex-wife was going through my mail digitally. Oh. I mean, I just found so much. She, I had a first wife. She contacted my first wife and asked her to lie in court. She doesn't want to get involved, but she did. I hadn't talked to her in, we'll say, 14 years. She told me. She did call me up and <laughs> tell me what was going on, no. but she doesn't want to go to court. No, no, it's okay, man, because trust me, somebody like me, I understand that, you know, a lot of work is being done to try to cover character. You know, and some people, you know what I mean? I don't know. And, and it, it is hurtful. But at the end of the day, you're not getting ready to let this break you. You're not going to let it let let it lose you, make you lose your job or any of that. You're just going to you're just going to make sure that the truth is told. The truth is you're just getting your fucking mail. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You ain't doing hurting anybody. You're just going to pick up your mail. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I think I think that I think you're in good shape, man. The most important part, like you said, is that your da- your daughter's with you. But at the same time, at the same time, that doesn't that it just it, it, your story really shows that once your baby's with you, the other side is still just gonna be trying to find any and every way to try to break the other party. Still, po- quite possibly. I mean, you said uh, since the baby, since your daughter's been with you. Uh, our mother's only seen her for eight hours and twenty three minutes. Now, yes, that that's you know, that's that that speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Uh, so with she's that, man, with probably that, gonna say, he, I'm expecting her to say, well, I couldn't see her. 
she texts her. My daughter won't even open the texts. I was like, I opened them once and she went crazy on me because she's like, she can see that it's been read. She doesn't know you read them or I read them. She's got a lot of missed texts. But I just learned on through Facebook, you know, so it's not legal, legal, but someone said that abandonment is if you don't support your child or contact them for a year, it's considered abandonment. Yeah. Now, I don't know if text messages, if it's one way, if that counts. Because right. if it doesn't count, then she's already abandoned this child for a year and... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? She's really abandoned this child. I could see text messages not being enough for a dad, but for a mom, I could see them having all the mercy in the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mom, yeah. no, she tried. Dad, we don't believe. We don't. We don't believe. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Well, Even though, like, yeah. it, 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 she's clearly a, like a, a. She can think for herself. She's 16. She can make her own choice with her phone. You know what I mean? Like, that's, she can do what she wants with her phone. So, like, I can't force her to open her text message and talk to her mom. If, if that's something they need to square up on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. But no, no, I think the reason why is because, man, all mothers aren't good parents. You know what I mean? All fathers aren't good parents. Good parents are good parents. You know what I mean? But it's, 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 not, it's not gender specific. Good parents are good parents. This is what I want to ask you. I have a couple more questions here before we conclude. Sure. Uh, Go ahead. So this is what I want to ask. Uh, if you could say something to a mother alienating a child from, uh, from her father... Or from their father, what would you say to her? If I if say that again, I'm sorry. If you could, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. If you could, oh. if you had a chance to say something to a mother, alienating a child oh. from their father, what would you say to that mother? Well, you know what? I'm not really in dating. I I just broke up. We just broke up. Me and this girl, I was dating, and um, it's only the second one my daughter's met. In two years, and the first one we were already broke up. I I needed someone. I I, I needed help, and I, I I paid this woman to clean my house and stuff. And she still wanted something going on, but I didn't want nothing. I was done because my daughter my daughter took priority. Right. So, but this one she met, and uh, you know when they tell me, I tell them right from the beginning. Listen, if you keeping your kid from your from the father, we. we not even gonna waste our time here because I'm totally against it. But you know, most women are like, I can't believe this is what's going on. I'm like, you don't have to take my word for it. Go talk to my daughter. Right. You know, you know, because she's living here with me for two years. Right. You know, and I've been trust me, I've been counting the days, I've been counting the weeks, and you know, because of I didn't expect it to go this long. Um, I mean, I didn't talk to my dad for 15 years, and my ex-wife is stubborn too. Obviously, so, um, I mean, the only thing that my wife isn't is a redhead. My ex-wife should have been a redhead because she's so high-headed. Uh, that's, that's, you know, her stubbornness is what caused this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't date a woman if I saw her doing this. Um, if I, the one girl I dated, she got child support. The, the guy was trying to be a father. Uh... She had two different husbands. One was trying to be a father. The other one 
saw the kid once and every couple of months he needed to pay child support. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but, um, and, you know, listen, you live in Michigan, I live in Florida, mm -hmm. obviously you're not going to see your kid if we, you know what I'm saying? That's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I'm restricted. Well, here's another thing. My lawyer told me to sell my house. I just bought this place. And I'm tanked in it, you know what I'm saying, because I just bought it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he told me to move. I said, I can't. I'm restricted in the county. He said, I'll beat that all day in court. Because I guess he realized that she really did abandon the child. And I could have moved. He said, we can go to court. She can fight all she wants. What has she done? The longer I stay here, and, and it might have helped my case because I would have left. But I was, I have a great job. I love my job. Right. I haven't loved it for this last year. But I definitely loved it before that because of, you know, it, it's a fun job. First off, you know, what I did was, you know, yeah, I'm a corrections officer, but I worked in the back because I, I broke my butt. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and I they found I have skills at what I do, so that's what I do for the for the prison, and they all know it. I mean, they send me to other prisons to do what I do to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, um, it's just all messed up, man, that she can, that, you know, when my daughter complained about a crime, but there was no proof, so nothing happened, but when a woman says it, it's, it's all over. Mm -hmm. No, man, it's, you know, it it is, it is, it is kind of, it is a botched system, there's no, no doubt about it, you know what I mean, that's why we have to. We have to do things like this, man, to spread awareness. People had to hear you tell your story. This way, you know what I mean? This way we could hear we could hear that you survived it. We can hear that your job your job is in jeopardy. We can yeah. hear what kind of character you have. You don't want to be in debt. We can hear that you didn't want to even take a free meal from the local uh, Walmart. So, you know what I mean? We can hear your character. We can hear that uh, uh, as soon as you saw your daughter crying, you ran and comforted her. We can hear what kind of dad you are, what kind of man you are, what kind of human we are. You said you went to the military. You know what I mean? We hear it, bro. So it's just like we got to talk about it, though. We need to have these conversations. This is important. You know what I mean? So um, my, my last question here was uh, if you could uh, say something here on record. Uh, your daughter's obviously 16. A lot of the um, parents that have children on this podcast are a little younger. Your daughter's 16. So she still is very uh, – she's in tune with technology. If you could say something to her to end this podcast, uh, what would you want to say to her on record? I love her. I love her, and I'm never going to watch my call stop loving her. Mm -hmm. And it's tough raising a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. It is tough. Um, but to the guys out there, don't give up. Mm -hmm. When you give up, you've already lost. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you never see a guy finish the finish line that gave up on the race. And that's... Mm -hmm. You know, and there's some real, you know, someone, a girl told me this at work. You don't know someone until you divorce them. And I kind of agree with that. I think that, sound, that sounds about right. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Yeah, well, listen, man, I really appreciate you um, taking the time today to tell your story. Uh, I'm, I've, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about patience. I learned a lot about uh, just humility from this uh, interview and then I, I, I look forward to hear, getting an update from you 
Uh, make sure you keep your head up. I know you're nervous about your case, man. It's never, uh, it's never good. It's never good when you have to have the state decide your fate. It's terrible. But I mean, they've already gypped you once, so I see why. But don't worry. Keep your head up, man, and stay faithful. Look how good he is, man. Um, I'll make sure I send you the audio immediately. Uh, as soon as I, I just send you. A, I send you it on Facebook. Yep. I'll make sure I break, I'll make sure I break you break it down uh, and get that to you immediately. Uh, and yeah, man, listen. Um, if there's any dads out there uh, and you want to speak to David, um, reach out to me and I'll make sure I get try to get you to David as best as possible on Facebook or something. Uh, and yeah, man. Again, thank you a lot for your time. I appreciate you. Man, I, you know what? It feels good to to to. You know what? I feel bad for my like my 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 friends because they have to hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, like when I was dating this girl, um, she's like, "I want to." I would after she said something to me, you know, I, I never would mention her name again. I mean, I just don't understand how she could tell the police and this. You know, she said that if I can't have her, nobody would can have her. That's what she told the police. That's. I think with the straw that broke the camel's back, but I guess they didn't realize I was the idiot that filed for divorce. And I was, you know what I'm saying? I wanted out. Mm-hmm. But she's going to have to be able to prove something now, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens. But, man, you got your case laid out, man. You've, you've pretty much put the X's and the O's down, man. All they got to do is read them. You know what I mean? That could be tough yeah. for them sometimes. But, man, that's why you just have to stay faithful. I am. I got. I have good faith. I believe everything's gonna be straight for you. Um, I'm proud of you, man. I admire how your daughter wants to be with you, man. That's really admirable. Um, and keep being a leader, man. We appreciate you. Thank you a lot. All right. If you need me, call me back. Oh yeah, man. We'll be chopping it up again. We're getting ready to do an update. Get ready for this uh, link. I'm getting ready to send it to you right now. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. You got it, bye. Goodbye. And so, that was the 50th and final episode of Season 2 of the Fathers and Family Court Podcast. I do appreciate you listening for all 50 episodes, sticking with us, hearing all the stories, the ups, the downs, the good times, the bad times, the laughs and the cries. We appreciate it. And I really look forward to starting Season 3, which will be extremely hot, probably within the next click. By the time you hear this, you'll be able to access Season 3. Um, so... I'm working on that right now, and again, man, I really appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen, to spread the word, to share, even if it was just one share. We appreciate it. Um, The best way to get this out, this podcast, get the word out, is to um, share the the post, man. Share the link. Um, Post it on your Twitter. Go on Twitter. Look for people looking for podcast recommendations and give it to them. That's what you can do uh, to help out. Um, there is a support link on the podcast. If you want to start becoming a monthly supporter, that option's on there as well. I'll start trying to mention it more um, throughout the podcast as a reminder. But that's there. You can donate, I think, a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever, but you can donate. Uh, become a monthly supporter is what, it, what it's called. Um, and then, yeah, man, we just appreciate you listening, sticking with us. Um, if there's any dads on that episode, on that season two that you want to speak to and reach out to, feel free to contact me. And again, I'll make sure you have the opportunity to speak with them. And, 
yeah, man, um, we look forward to moving into season three. I look forward to speaking to you all and speaking to more fathers. And yeah, let's get this thing rolling, man. Listen, it's been about a year <laughs> since Corona hit. It's been about a year. So things are still crazy. Wear your mask, okay? Still sanitize your hands. Don't touch door handles. Wash your fucking hands and look alive. Best of luck.